You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 29, all about the power of networking in church communications with Jeanette Yates. Here we go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, until you switch over to that church podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Seth. I am excited to be with you again today. Today on the show, I have a a longtime friend on the internet, Jeanette Yates. And Jeanette works at Southside United Methodist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. She is the communications director there and has really an interesting story that if you're a church communicator, might sound a little familiar. She's going to tell us about how she became a church communicator and how networking with other communicators has empowered her and taught her how to do the job better, how to how to learn and how to uh, seek out advice in all the right places where she didn't previously feel like she had that network. She's going to tell us that that story about how um, I almost started the Fresh Prince of the of Bel-Air song. <laughs> now, this is the story all about how her life got twist turned upside down and she and, and she liked to take a minute. So just sit right there and she'll tell you how became the how she became the princess of communications in Jacksonville. I don't know what whatever <laughs> that was ridiculous. That may not make the cut. Edit. Okay, so anyway, this is uh, a great conversation that I had with Jeanette, and uh, she is is a lot of fun, so you're going to enjoy this conversation. Go find the show notes for all the links that we're going to talk about at sethmuse.com slash 29, and you'll be able to uh, get all these people that we're going to talk about and get in touch with them and connect with Jeanette and find some of these resources that she and I both have discovered that have contributed to us being able to uh, work in a church communications environment, whether you're a small church, a big church, doesn't matter. you know, just finding the information, finding out how to do things. Um, that has been valuable to both of us. And she's going to tell her story real quick. So in the meantime, go check out the Seminary of Hard Knocks on Instagram. It is a great place to find some interesting information and and content that I'm putting out just there that you cannot find on the podcast or on my blog. It is there. So go check me out. You can interact there. DM me. It's all going down in the DMs, as Gary V says. So find me on Instagram, Seminary of Hard Knocks. And uh, I would love to hear your comments and your input on what's going on in the world of church communications. So let's get into my conversation with Jeanette. It's awesome. It's fun. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Today, I have a longtime internet friend on the podcast, Jeanette Yates. Jeanette, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. I'm, I'm welcome to you. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm very excited about doing this. I love uh, love podcasts. If you if you if you see my Twitter handle, you'll see it. I'm a podcast fanatic. So it's um, as my son said today when I told him I was going to be on a be recorded for a podcast. He said, Oh, that's so great for you, mom, because podcasts are like my YouTube, like podcasts for you really? are like my YouTube. And I was like, <laughs> that's totally right. Cause as much as he loves it, YouTube, that's how much I love podcasts. So I'm really glad. I feel really blessed and uh, excited to be here today. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. We've, we've interacted online in several, you run in the church communication circles and all those Facebook groups and and uh, we're going to get to that because networking has been a huge part of your personal development. And that's kind of what we want to tackle today. But first, let's just hear about you. Where are you located? What do you do? What church are you at? Tell us about you. So I am in Jacksonville, Florida, and I am the communications director at Southside United Methodist Church. And uh, one of the things I have learned about uh, the, commu- the world of church communications is that that is a job description that many people use, but it's different probably at every different church. And so at my church, what communications director means, what my job is, is I, I coordinate communications between what's going on in the staff, like the plans we have and the vision we have and the mission to the congregation. But then I, then my second part of my job, um, and not in, not an importance, but just the other part of it is that I also communicate our church to the community. Um, cool. So I, I, 
constantly have to think about both of those things, like the, that internal communication to make sure that the the church and the staff are communicating well together. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I'm the the mediator there. Sometimes somebody will come to me and say, ask a question or wonder about something, and I take that to staff and then you know go back and forth and then reaching out and making sure that we're telling. Uh, the story of what what we're doing and why we're doing it to the community. So th- that's what I do. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I've noticed too. You make make a good distinction. I mean, when we say church communications, it's like such a broad category that you really don't know. You can't just say now that I'm the church communicator. It's like you almost have to specialize to know what role you play. If you're at a larger church, especially now, if you're at a church that's smaller. Church communicator is you are everything that has to do with communications, right? You're doing it all. Your your camera you're working the camera you're making sure live stream happens you're doing production some to some degree you're doing graphic design videos you're doing internal communications you're doing external communications social media all that so it's it's nuts is that kind of your hat is that you're just the everything well, communicator one of the things you know that that um, has happened you know and I've had to learn is that the job it changes and mm-hmm. so. You know, I don't really have anything to do with video at our church, um, except for what I do with Facebook Live. I am the only person that (laughs) ventures out on Facebook Live um, from our staff. But, you know, if we do any video um, for our services, which we don't do very much, but if we were, that would be the worship leader would Mm -hmm. kind of take on that. that He he has multiple hats as well. Oh, yeah. Um, So he does a lot of the sound booth, the you know, I give him the slides to put on the, the announcement slides, but he does all that. Right. Um, so I'm not having to do that. Uh, another thing that's kind of unique with me is our youth director, for example, has had already kind of established a social media, um, presence for his ministry. And he had his own schedule of posting and when he sent out emails. And so I know when all that stuff is happening and I'm certainly an admin on his page for Facebook, but I don't, I don't really bother him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just kind of, he knows what's best for his audience. It's not my voice. Um, so if I were to try to be all like cool with the youth, it would probably, yeah. <laughs> would not work. And so, <laughs> you know, he, um, he and I work together. Uh, he gives me the information that needs to be on the website, but I don't really mess with that. So, you know, that's one of the things that does make my job a little bit easier is that, you know, there, you know, if something's not broken, I'm not going to try to break it just so I can fix it. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. going to let it get, let it ride. And so, you know, there, there had to be a little bit of communication there between he and I, like, when are you sending out your emails? When are you doing this? When are you doing that? Yeah. I know that, but, um, you know, that communication line is open. And so that helps. And so that's, um, so, so teamwork. something unique about me, about my job, whereas a lot of people have that, you know, where they're in control of everything all the time. And, right. you know, that's, a, that's why I say I coordinate communications. I don't necessarily I'm not writing every little bit of copy or stuff like that. So you've, so. you've got some good teamwork going on. I mean, you know, you've got people on staff that can do things and you're, you're not just dictating and not, you know, super control freak about it, but I've actually seen your, your Facebook live stuff that you did. You did something at Easter, right? Did you guys read, you read through, um, what'd you read through at Easter? The story? Oh yeah, we did. Um, so I was doing, um, a Psalm. We would share Psalms. Right. That's what it was. um, Journey through Psalms is what it was called. And so once a week I would share every day, I would post something, a a graphic, but then, um, once a week, um, I would read through, through a psalm or a portion of it. Sometimes I was like, well, I'm not going to read every little, every little bit of this, but I'll read a chunk of it. Um, you know, because in the process of me having to read through them to do the graphics, I was like, gosh, this, somebody needs, needs to hear this and they may not hear it. They may not hear it if they just read it, they need to hear the voice. Right. And it, so, it doesn't, doesn't hit them in that way that like the person to person communication does it. You know, you read something and it's like powerful and it's, and it's great, but that tone, that, you know, that, that relational relaying of information is, is, is very valuable. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great. I, I, I've seen you do that. I saw Katie do that. And, you know, I'm kind of working on how I can do that for my church because that's, that's such a cool thing, but I'm just now stepping out from behind the camera at my place, you know, so it's like developing 
when is the right time to do that? Was it okay with your, your, your bosses? You do that, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we're working through that. But, um, today what I wanted to get at with you is you've had, you have a pretty interesting story about how you became the communications director and then had this kind of burnout period. And then through networking kind of, I don't, I don't know if it, I want to say it saved you, but it was like, Hey, this was a, <laughs> the significant moments when you discovered a tribe. So can you just yeah. tell us how you became a communications director and then what happened? Just give us that whole timeline. So about four years ago, I think it was around May, um, about four years ago, I was busy being a stay at home mom and a Pilates instructor. <laughs> okay. So yeah. It was I, when my wife had, I like to call that pilots whenever my wife yeah, is doing yeah, those. So uh, I was like... Pilates instructor um, <laughs> for several, uh, uh, fitness centers around town. And I even had a little side hustle of, uh -huh. uh, I had a little faith-based ministry around Pilates. And so I would do some classes in, in churches and have some devotions and a blog and all that. So I was just kind of rocking the stay at home mom thing. And I got a call from a friend one day, I'll never forget. I was in the parking lot of a gas station. Um, so I answered my phone and, uh, she said, Hey, I wanted to know if you could do me a favor. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a baby this summer and I need somebody to come in, you know, for the summer. Uh, but I promise, you know, you know, it'll be, it'll be easy and I should be back before the stuff hits for fall. And, uh, I didn't even know what that meant. The stuff hits for fall yeah. because I didn't know what which, she was talking about. So which I'm like, technically okay. most of that hits in summer. <laughs> right. right. Well, <laughs> you would think to prep for it. Um, yeah. Yes. You would think. Um, and so, you know, I, because I had, you know, I had this little ministry with my faith-based fitness, you know, I'd really wanted to be in ministry. I had gone to conferences about being in ministry and I really wanted to do that. And so I was like, oh, this is, this is God opening this door for me. I'm going to love this. This is what I've been praying for and preparing for. And I, <laughs> and I just ran right through that door and did not even think about it. I don't even think I prayed like, dear God, is this really what you want? Like, I really, I wish I could say that, but I was so excited. And like, this just has to be the will of God that I just, I just jumped right in. And, you know, of course, you know, I think it was, but at the same time, I didn't necessarily, Yeah. I didn't, I did ask my husband first, like, Hey, this is okay. Right. And he was like, uh, are you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> And so, so anyway, um, so I, I jumped in there and at first it was really easy because it was summertime and we didn't have much of a social media presence. So that wasn't really even on my radar. And I really only had two big jobs. One was to do the email every week. Um, and she knew, and that was the reason she asked me to do it was because she knew I wrote for my blog. So she's like, I know you can write these little stories that need to go in the e-blast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and then you'll do, you'll help with the bulletin. So you'll write the stories for the bulletin. We have like a, a 11 by 17 trifold. Oh, nice. Bulletin that's got the order of worship. The big daddy. That's what you've got. Services. And then there's the center. Um, and then some on the back for, you know, so, you know, five or six little stories mm -hmm. um, a week. And so, you know, I love to write. It's my passion. Um, and so I was very excited. And it wasn't too hard. Um, and then the only other big thing I had to do, we did have a couple of summer events. She had kind of already set it up and she just would call me and say, okay, now it's time to start sending out that, um, sign up or, you know, she would kind of let me know, but it had, she had already created everything. And so it was really easy. Wow. And then at the time it was time for her to come back. Um, uh, the, she discussed it with the staff and then the staff discussed with me and we decided that, um, I would just stay on and, um, and that she would um, stay at home with her kids. And so the next thing I knew, I was the director of communications. And then like three months earlier, I was teaching Pilates. So it was kind of like a wow. weird shift. That's fast. <laughs> That's yeah. a fast transition into a job. I mean, and, and so obviously you did a good job. So they wanted you to stick around. But how long did it, did it take you? Uh, and you were kind of going going it alone, you know, kind of making it up as you as you thought it should be, right? I mean, at that point, and then got to a point where, uh, it's kind of just I'm tired, you know. It's like, when, what happened there? When did that happen? So at first, I basically just did what I was had been told to do. Like mm -hmm. I did the e blast, I did the bulletin, and then 
you know, somebody mentioned, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit more needs to happen on Facebook or, or, or maybe I, you know, I don't remember how that happened, but I started paying more attention to Facebook, um, the Facebook page. And so, you know, we're posting stuff there. And then because I became a permanent employee, there were just some other duties, you know, my right. denomination does a lot of st- statistics mm-hmm. gathering. And so that would happen every month. And so then that's on the plate Yeah. and then new social media profiles are popping up. And so we're starting those and it just, it, it was very exciting, but it was, you know, I have no marketing background. I was an English major. I studied old English. Like I didn't even like King James old English. Yeah, well, like, like Beowulf old English, like oh. before King James. Ah. Like, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, I've never, I never was a big fan of retail. Like I couldn't work at the gap because I wouldn't try to upsell people on socks. Like, so yeah, who can work at the gap though, right? No, because if you don't upsell them, <laughs> you get fired. Yeah. And you also have to sell like gap stuff. Yeah. Like, wow. Is that do, that? Do, they, do the young folk even know what the gap is? What like, is, is the it? gap? It's, it's like, Hey, it's the, uh, it's the affordable banana Republic. It's the affordable banana Republic. It's all the same company. So so marketing (laughs) was uncomfortable for me because, um, you know, I didn't really know how to do it. I didn't, I wasn't equipped. And so, you know, I took a few, our, our, um, the United Methodist denomination has, some, some online training, like you can mm-hmm. take this little online course about what is web ministry and marketing. And it kind of opened my eyes just a little bit like, okay, so there's stuff, this is important and this is why, but it really just didn't, but I still was like, okay, so now what, what do I do? And about the time, you know, so I'm getting more and more stuff on my plate. I'm getting more and more aware of how much I don't know. Cause at first I was like, oh, I know how to write little stories. Yeah. Now I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be promoting this and planning this and creating this graphic. And, and I'm like, I don't even know how to create a graphic. And mm-hmm. so I was getting all frustrated. And I think one day, this is my story. Anyway, this is how I remember it in my head. Mm-hmm. I sat down and I opened the Google. Cause if you want to know something in the world, you go to Google, open the Google, I opened the Google <laughs> and I was like, you know, church marketing help. Yeah. For dummies or something like I really I like just threw in. And the first thing that popped up was church marketing sucks. That is exactly what I did. And I said, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so I clicked on that link because that really was what I was starting to feel that like this. This sucks and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And so when I read that URL and when I read that website, I was like, it, yes, it does. And so I'm Mm going to go there and see what they have to say about it. Yeah. And I think I read a few articles and then I think one of the links on the top or one of the buttons said something about the podcast. And then, and thus it began my podcast experience. That is, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny. That's your story because that is exactly my story. Is that I was in? A, I was a youth pastor though. Going, man, I really like this stuff, but I don't know where to find out anything else about it. Like I know there's people out there that market on Facebook and they understand how to connect with people in their community. And I was, I was like, how am I going to get more kids here? That's really yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, how am I going to market? And so I wrote in church marketing, and that's the first site that popped up. And I discovered like Dave Shrine's podcast and started right. becoming an avid listener and. And from there, it was like Brady Shearer. And then he just kind of, it kind of snowballs, you know? So that's, that's so similar to my story. I wonder how many other people have that story too. So, so you found church marketing and at churchmarketingsucks.com. And then, then what happened? Okay. So I, <laughs> once I find a podcast, especially one that's been out and they have like a ton of, uh-huh. ton of <laughs> episodes uploaded, I just, I just knocked those all into my queue and I just started listening and so I was listening to podcasts that were like two years old, which I later learned that like whatever resource they were talking about in two, 20, whatever might not be relevant anymore. But yeah. what one of the, I, I remember two specific podcasts I listened to and these two have had kind of changed, changed my life or my career. 
Um, one was uh, Dave Shrine's interview with Meredith Gold, and she is the one who uh, does the Shasakam hashtag, mm -hmm. church, um, the church on social media. And I was like, ooh, hashtag on Twitter. Like, what is that? I don't even, I didn't even under, I mean, I knew what a hashtag was, but I didn't even know what to do with them. So I didn't even get it. But then they, she was talking about the following the hashtag and looking at, so I'm like, all right. And I had a Twitter account, so I just got on there. Um, <laughs> May as well, right? Yeah. I was like, whatever. So I like <laughs> pulled up the search and like hashtag Chisaga spelled it wrong three times. Like it was just, a, but then I, <laughs> I, um, found uh the twitter chat that they um usually do they're on a little hiatus right now in mm -hmm. the summertime but or in the spring but um they so every tuesday night if you follow the hashtag at a certain time there's a conversation that goes on about the church on social media and how to use social media to share the gospel and that was like, it was like going to a little course every single week. And I love learning. Mm -hmm. Learning's my thing. Um, and so it was funny that I found that one before I found the one that actually church marketing sucks does. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they did, they did one on Thursday nights, which I ended up doing too. So that, that was something that really upped my level of understanding of what my job was and how to go about doing it. So that was the one, so that podcast with her. And then the second podcast I listened to that I remember was his first one with Brady Shearer. Yep. And I was like, Oh, Brady, who's this guy? Oh, he has a podcast. I think I might listen to that. And so I started doing, I started listening to that one and, uh, the pro church tools or pro church podcast. Um, and I was just blown away. Like yeah. I couldn't, there was so much information coming in that it was, it was overwhelming, but I never felt scared. I just felt like, oh man, this is, it's like I'm plugging straight in and I'm just getting all this information. Mm -hmm. um, and Brady, so was, and Brady's, Brady's kind of focused too now. He, he's, he's, he started off with a lot of like general communications. He's yeah. always had that visual communications kind of side, but now he's really doubling down on the on the web and visual communication. I mean, they have a, like an announcements side of their whole, their whole business where they just do church announcements right. for people on video and you, you just send them all your info and they make it and send it back to you in time. So he, he's super visual and just a brilliant, I'll put his links in the show notes and stuff too. So you can, everybody can go check him out. Well, and you know, so that's kind of my, you know, what happened with, you know, how I developed the network my network developed through getting on those Twitter chats and starting to engage with people that, you know, gave me great insight. And then occasionally, and this was so awesome for me, cause I'm a, you know, as an, in addition to loving learning, I'm a teacher. I mean, that's my mm -hmm. background. And so then occasionally somebody new would come on and they'd be like, I don't know. I just, you know, last week I was, you know, working in the nursery and now I'm in charge of the Facebook page and they would be so nervous. And I would be able to just give them a little, like, I don't, I didn't know that much more than they did, but I knew a little bit and I was able to share that. Yep. And that made, I was like, oh, this is, this is real community building. And so for me, about the time that I was starting to get really burnt out at work and, you know, my, the people I work with are wonderful, but they, you know, they weren't always able to give me the feedback I needed or the encouragement that I needed. Yeah. Um, they didn't understand it. Yeah, I mean, they don't understand the struggle of, of some of these things because their minds don't think about this side of things a lot. I mean, pastors don't. I, having been a pastor, I was not thinking about Facebook a lot. And right. that's crazy because just recently, only recently did I become really in, involved in church communications. And, and like as a youth pastor, I was like, I know I need Instagram. I know I need to put things, but I never advertised anything on it. I never... Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just my own personal Instagram. I didn't have a youth group Instagram until way late, you know, and it's just, I didn't think about that. And most pastors are not, you know, so when we're, we come in we're like, oh, I'm having a real struggle with understanding this, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, yeah, well, whatever, that doesn't help anybody with the gospel or whatever, you know, it's like, there's not a, and not that all pastors are like that. A lot of them are very, very tech savvy, but for me, it's, it's a, you find that community that kind of gets you. You need that in any right. walk of life. Like 
that's why there are support groups for people who have been in war, because right. they are the only ones that are going to understand it are other people who have been in war. You know, and it's like people need that connection to really relate sometime to. Well, and I think another thing that was happening for me is like, um, you know, as I said, my job was kind of changing almost, mm -hmm. you know, every week or so there would seem like there was something new. And, you know, then there was stuff that like my predecessor had just done that I didn't even know needed to be done. And so that would cause some problems because I'd be like, yep. oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do that. I didn't know I was supposed to, I don't, you know, and then I would, so I was, there was a little bit of. I, I don't want to use the word friction, but just a little bit of, of stress there. Did you, have a, I, did you have a job description when you came in? Um, or did you have, not, or were not you? really. I mean, there was, okay. you know, it's like you're in charge of, you're in charge of the communications and you report to this person. Mm -hmm. And so yep. that's that was it. Very, that's very <laughs> For, typical. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid. sure I'm oversimplifying it, but there wasn't like, these are your, the <laughs> list of things you need to do. It's like whatever it takes to communicate what you need to communicate. Right. And um, so but, you know, so I would like at work and like I said, this is a lot of my own perception, not something that was necessarily intended by the giver of the information. But I would feel kind of like, oh, I'm just not doing a good enough job. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not doing what I should. And, and, and there was some truth in there, but I just didn't know what to do. And I was very just disheartened. But when I would listen to the podcast or I'd be on the Twitter chat, sometimes somebody would say something like, <laughs> So the ROI on the somethings, and I'd be like pulling up my Google, and yeah. be like, is ROI? And then, yep. <laughs> or whatever. And so, or like, I remember one time, um, well, actually it didn't just happen one time, but for example, you know, someone would say something like, don't ever do this, you know, don't ever post mm -hmm. this type of thing on your Facebook page. And I'd be like, uh Oh, yeah. I just did that. <laughs> yeah. and, but what I loved about it was that there was never the don't do this. That's stupid. Although yeah. sometimes <laughs> there yeah. would be that phrase. Sometimes like, this is stupid. there is, but following that up, which I'm okay with, because following that up was here's why that's not a great idea. And here's what you can do instead. Yes. And so instead of me walking away, just like, Oh, I didn't do that. Right. I got the input of what, how can, I mean, I'm, how can I go do it better next time? Yeah. And that's the well, difference of a community of people that, that know what we're dealing with. You know, they're going to give an, an alternative, you know, someone that maybe doesn't is going to come in and say, you know, Oh, I didn't like it. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. And someone who's who's got like some understanding of the world we're in is will say, I didn't like it. It didn't work. But here's what might work better and give you some great insights. Uh, right. I, I, I've seen that in some of the, the in the Facebook group, especially, you know, I'm a part of like four or five now mm -hmm. communications related uh, Facebook groups. I run one of them, the North Texas Church Communicators group just for North Thanks. Dallas uh, communicators. So we're developing somewhat of a personal network. Hopefully I'm trying to. But uh, the church communications have like 8,000 people in it now. And yeah. and that's where I actually ran into you. So how, yeah. how's that group really impacted you? So, you know, I was when when I was looking at that question from your notes earlier, I was thinking, you know, by the time I got on that group, I felt like I knew all those people. Yeah. Because I had already met them on Twitter. I, you know, I can't remember when I joined, but I may have already actually met some of those people Um at that church conference last year. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really felt like, Oh, I know some of these people already. It's just like hanging out with your friends. And then of course, I don't know all 8,000 of them. So right. I've met a lot of, of new people and I just really feel like it's such a great thing to have groups like that because, well, for several reasons, one, it's a great place to go to know where people get your struggle. You mm -hmm. know, whatever, you know, whatever you're struggling with at work, there's someone there that has had that happen before or is going through it right now. And so it's good to like have that. And, and one of the things I found, cause, um, you know, this is not the first time I've ever been involved in an online community that supports, um, each other. I've done that for a totally different thing. And it's really good to have a solutions oriented yes. group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's not, this isn't a wine fest, yeah. you know, 
group. This is share the good things that you're doing, encourage other people in what they're doing. And if someone's asking for help, if someone's asking, which is a key, yeah. Uh, yeah. if someone's asking for input, give it to them, you know, in a way that's constructive and that can help them grow. And I see that all the time on the church communications uh, group and um, the other ones, the storytellers. I'm on a storytellers, um, yeah. church tellers group. That's a great group. And the CRTV um, I always forget the acronym, CRT creative church. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of good, good but they're all geared towards solution, towards encouragement and solutions. So those are, um, you know, the first benefit is that you're encouraged, um, and, and you are with people that get you. The second thing is that you can really get practical feedback and practical information. And then this is my favorite thing. And I do this, whether it's with a church, Facebook, a church communications Facebook group. I also do this when I'm following, you know, cause I get, I listen to Brady Shear's um, podcast and I get his email mm-hmm. and I'm on his Instagram. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to all that stuff to get the information, but, and here's where we get meta. I'm also paying attention to what he's doing. Yeah. Like just what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so, and how he's and, doing it and how and he's yeah. making it happen. You're, yeah, so how many emails did I get this week from him? Yep. What is he trying to do? Or like, oh, he's talking about this for this many times before he he's going to, you know, now I see what's going to happen, whereas yep. before I, could, I didn't always. But this idea of, you know, pay attention. Um, you know, you send out your email that you send out. You know, I look forward to getting it because the, the, <laughs> the subject line is going to be probably hilarious. Um <laughs> And, you know, but I pay attention to that. I'm like, oh, why do I click? Why do I look forward to this email? Because on Monday mornings, you send it out on Monday mornings, right? Mm-hmm. I think you do. Yeah. Um, about the time I get that in my inbox, I'm already ready to like need a laugh. Like I've already been working for a couple of hours. Like, you know, the whole week is in front of me. I've got all this stuff to do. It's a great little, it's like a little break for me. Well, good. And so, and then I think, then I take that and go, okay, so how can I do that same thing for my audience? How can I give them what they need? Yeah. Um, and I, know. and I, I commented on this when I asked the other day in the group to share email list, e- your email newsletter, yours was great. When you shared it, I really thought it was really great. Your subject line made me want to open it and the, the layout was easy to look at. It was short and sweet. You know, I, I, your big stuff was at the top. I mean, it was great. I thought it was a really well done email, well written, and just. Uh, well, I have been working really hard on that, and that's something you know. When you're new to church communications, you don't have a lot of background. It's overwhelming. You're like, what do I do first? Do I work on social media? Do I mm-hmm. work on the website? Do I work on the email? And so I had to decide what to do when, and so I worked on the website, which of course constantly gets worked on, and I'm in the middle of. Yeah working on it some more. But, um, you know, once I felt like that was good enough that I could kind of walk, you know, kind of pull back and not have it be my main focus, then we went into the email. And so when I first started, we did not use, uh, like I use MailChimp now, but we didn't mm-hmm. before. And I, it was like one of the first things I asked for. Were you using Outlook or something like that? We were using our, or your, the, your CRM the systems. Yeah, the CMS system that we use, their email. Okay. So like you couldn't like the graphics weren't you couldn't it wasn't mobile. Yeah. Responsive, all those things. And so I remember going, Okay, now I this is important enough now I have to go ask for some money, which mm-hmm. I hadn't really had to do. Yeah. <laughs> so and that, that's but, one know, of the great I mean, things it, about communication. There's so many tools out there that are just the free version yeah. works for so many churches. And so I was able to get the free version. So this is what I did. And this is something that I think is a good tip. You know, there are a lot of free versions or discounts or free trials you can get. So if you're not sure that your, um, your leader is going to, uh, to want to, um, budget that in, if you do the, you know, I created an email on MailChimp and then I shared it and I was like, doesn't that look awesome? Yeah. You know, so this is what we need to do. And like you said, for MailChimp, it's actually free until you yeah, until meet you get a certain criteria. But, certain about, yeah. Right. Well, um, so, so tell me, uh, you're, you're working on several things right now. What are you learning and what are you working on that you're really excited about? 
So I'm really excited about now um, that we are looking to redesign the website yet again um, to just, you know, we want a more, um, instead of mobile friendly, which is where we went to before we had something that wasn't mobile friendly, then we went to something that was mobile friendly. Now we want to have that mobile first mentality, knowing that most people are looking at our, you know, website probably from their smartphone. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that, you know, like for example, I want them to be able to just move their thumb and scroll through and get to where they need to go instead of having to click and hover to get the drop down so they can select something like, I don't, I want to get rid of that. And so that's one of my things is I'm going to try to make it, you know, think about that mobile audience first, but then I also want it to look good for people like my mom who goes to my website. Cause she's a, she's, <laughs> she's a good mom. Um, th- but on her desktop looks good too. So right. I'm really excited about that. Um, and I'm also really excited. And I, this takes into it takes into another question, but you already mentioned this. Um, I've recently been reaching out to some local church communicators yeah. um, in our area. We have we're very blessed to have several good ones in the area. And I'm like, yeah. And we know, I mean, we're all on the, we're all on the church communications, uh, church communicators, uh, Facebook group. And I'm like, Hey, we could all just, you know, go grab a cup of coffee because yeah. we're all in the same city. That's great. I love <laughs> that. So I'm really excited about that. I think that, you know, each area, whether, you know, all of our churches, um, we all have different audiences, but we come from the same community. So I think we could still brainstorm about what our community needs, even in the different areas of our city and the different demographics of our audience. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of pressing into that. Um, you know, I really, um, I, one of the conferences I took for ministry a long time ago talked about not competing with someone else in ministry, but helping mm-hmm. complete each other in ministry. Man, that's and so good. I know. I wish I could take credit for it, but it was yeah. from this conference. And I remember like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be trying to, you know, m- get members from that church or make sure members don't go to that church. I want to learn from them. And I want to share um, what we've learned about our, the stuff that we're doing. And I want to help all of our churches reach their audience. So right. that's, you know, I want to be able to do that. And so I think lo- getting together with your local people, we all serve the same community. How can we do that together? It's interesting. So. It's interesting because in the church communications community, you know, that's that's growing online, there's a few distinctives that you've mentioned that I, I've i only seen in this community of, of, <laughs> of ministers. And that is the willingness to share and to prop each other up and promote each other, help each other. And that non-competition kind of thing, um, the the willingness to network and work together, is is strong in the church communications community. Mm-hmm. And having come from youth ministry, I can tell you that it is not that way in a lot of pastoral roles. And you know, if there are pastors listening, I just man, we are so much stronger together. And here's here's the deal, like I. With a pastor, there's there's things like theology that we get hung up on. And it seems like in church communications, that's not as much of an obstacle. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Although, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that we do have to remember is that we are the voice of our church. Mm-hmm. And you know, we need to be conversational. We need to be engaging. And that was going to be my, my last point about those groups. You know, I started talking about that meta meta part where we, um, we are, we, we learn by kind of paying attention. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's happening in these groups is they, they're, you know, we're always talking about, you want to connect with your audience. You want to engage with them. You want to have fun with them. They're doing that with us. Yeah. You know, they're, and so we're, you know, just learning by what they're, you know, the, the moderators are posting and the way they comment back and the way they interact with their audience, which is us Mm -hmm. teaches us something. And I think, you know, that, that kind of, um, engagement 
you know, and we're speaking, you know, at our jobs as the church, we need to remember that, you know, we don't always have to be spouting Bible verses, but, you know, we do have to remember, you know, what our purpose is. And so I think we have to be aware of, of at least the Bible. We don't have to all be theologians, but we have to be aware at least of, you know, the biblical perspective and the biblical worldview that we have yes. as the voice of the church. Agreed. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's super interesting that, um, in those groups, I'll tell you uh, just before we wrap up the, um, when you mentioned you're watching how people respond and how people do things and you're, you're kind of learning the other day, you know, Brady Shearer has launched a pretty big yeah. you know, program with nucleus. He, he just, did it and church communications they posted it and they helped out what is it called again? i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah for real have you not heard of this <laughs> he's promoting it so hard and i'm like okay man all right that's awesome i'm proud of him i'm i'm happy for him but uh you know we so somebody post posts in the group and is like hey you don't need this and mm-hmm. wrote an entire blog post about why you don't need it and why you can do it yourself and how it's a waste of time and it was kind of a cheap shot to be yeah. honest and he responded to it uh, on in the group, and mm-hmm. his response was something like, "Hey man, I totally get what you're saying. Um, the difference of nucleus is this and this and this, but I love what you've created here. Well done." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "What a freaking gracious response mm-hmm. to someone that's negatively responding." I don't know how many times negative response has been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, has been brought up in that group and how to handle it. And one of the Mm -hmm. most disheartening things is to see church communicators go, just ban them, just cut them out, you know, just don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. It's like, these are people. And so you start to get that there's a group in there that's like, hey, um, maybe we should take a moment and respond to them like a person. And maybe we should try some things, you know, before we just cut them off. So you learn that kind of stuff and you're like, okay, here's some people that I trust that, that know what they're doing, that have had some experience and this is how they do it. Maybe I should think about how I'm doing it. Well, and you know, to your point, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, my, I have a really sensitive heart mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh no, like my heart was like a little, yeah. I don't know. And, but at the same time, you know, I understand budget and all that stuff too. But, you know, one of the things about that whole community building that I felt like, because, you know, I have signed up for, uh, I have subscribed to podcasts and signed up for email lists because somebody on that group told me to, and I have purchased products, but I didn't do it because you know, I just have a ton of time on my hands and just, you know, they did such a good job with their, their marketing, although they did, I did it because they had established a relationship with me Yeah. through communicating and engaging with me, you know, there's a um, trust, there's a trust there. And so, you know, all the other advice I've ever gotten from Brady Shearer's podcast has been spot on. It's been useful. It's been helpful. Mm-hmm. So if he has a suggestion, even if it's something he created <laughs> yeah. that, that I might, you know, I'm going to look at whether or not I need to purchase that now, what, whether or not I end up needing it, I don't know, but I'm going to give that, you know, that the benefit of the doubt. Another good example is I follow, been following Mark McDonald on Twitter for a long time. I tweet his retweet him all the time. Um, because all the stuff that all the blog posts he shares, you know, his, the tier system, all this kind of stuff, man, it was really like what I needed when I needed it. And I don't know him, but, (laughs) (laughs) but through, you know, replying to, uh, tweet that he would ask a question or replying back and saying, thank you. I really needed this today. And him re-engaging with me, you know, getting back, you know, that developed, you know, I, I started to trust him. And so when his book comes out, when his book came out, I was like, yeah, you absolutely want to get it. Yeah. I get it on my Kindle. Yes. I'm going to do that today. (laughs) I got the pre-release. And so, um, (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I need the book, 
you know, I'm not in charge of some of that stuff. I can't change our logo. Yeah. That's not my job, you know, but it doesn't mean I can't get anything out of it. And I actually am learning quite a bit. Um, <laughs> and I even shared it with a friend who's not even in church communications because I really feel like we all have a brand, whether or not we're right. a church or not. You know, you have a brand, you know, before I became the church communicator and now I've kind of, that's kind of my, what I, even in my own personal thing, they're like, oh yeah, you're the, you're the woman that makes all the pretty pictures. Um, <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I'm the woman um, that makes all the pretty pictures. <laughs> um, I was known for being the Pilates girl. I was the Pilates girl. You know, and that was my brand. I mean, whether I meant it or not, that's so, you know, the book um, Be Known for Something has, you know, I think is useful for anybody. But I didn't need to, you know, I guess my point is because I because these people had to have established a relationship with the church communicators in general Mm -hmm. and engaged with me online, I felt like, yeah, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, I'm going to take your suggestion because I know that. I can always, you know, you take what you need and you leave the rest. Like you don't have to use every suggestion, but at least considering it or looking into a product or reading, signing up for an email list, guess what? You can always unsubscribe. (laughs) Yeah. And I've, I've actually subscribed to some email lists just because I'm like this guy or this girl, she knows what she's doing and I want to see how she does it. I want to know what his method is. You know, it's like, I I I do that for Facebook pages. I have a couple of Facebook and Twitter account. Twitter account pages that I, that I follow just because, you know, sometimes like I'm out of ideas. Like I'm like, I don't even care. I don't even know what to post. Yep. I'm tired of posting and somebody will post something and I'll go, okay, that, that'll either, either I'll go do basically the same thing yep. or I'll say, okay, how, what do I need to do? That's similar. That that's like that. So mm-hmm. that's, I do that same thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, again, a lot of sharing that goes on in some of those groups and those pages. It's, nowadays it it goes so fast. It's like the polish is, you know, the new shine is off. You know, it's like, what are we going to post? You know, let's just post some questions. Let's do some, some fun, interactive stuff. And I think churches are are all in, all of us in the communication world are all like, especially in social media, we're like, we have to post so much. There's no way we could do this by ourselves. And, and if you're a church communicator listening, who's doing this by yourself, I just want to say based on our conversation, if you haven't gotten the point yet, Get involved in a community because it will only make you better. Go mm-hmm. in and just listen and pay attention and offer what help you have, you can do. That's how I started. I jumped into a Facebook group and just started listening to what's going on. What are those conversations about? And if I felt like I had some kind of insight, I might say it here and there. And then I just noticed I started talking more as yeah. I learned more, you know, and it's like you just become part of the group. And and I would encourage anyone listening to do that. Um and I would also encourage anyone listening to connect with Jeanette online. So where can we connect with you to just follow what you're doing? Okay. So if you want to just connect with me, the best two places are Instagram and Twitter. And my handle is kind of strange, but it's at Jeanette Yates. So J-N-E-T-T-E Yates. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason is, is that other, I was telling you earlier, the other, um, online community that I was a part of had another Jeanette on it. And so when I came on, she spelled her name the exact same way. And so they were like, yeah, we can't have two Jeanettes. You got to do something. And so I shortened it. And then that, so then that just became like, I started signing everything. Like that's my signature. I mean, that's just, yeah. Well, I've, Um, I've come to associate that with you as like a branding mark. It's 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 your brand. when I ran into people at that church conference, they were like, Jaynette, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fine. I've yeah. been called worse. Um, <laughs> well, haven't, haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> that was my phone this time. Your phone. <laughs> That's Come a first. On. That is a first. Shout out to I'm, Mark McDonald. Uh, I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, Mark. Mark, Mark. His phone goes off in almost every podcast he's on. <laughs> I, know, I thought about that today. I was like, must not do that or he will call me out. <laughs> it was now me. You did it. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say what that was. At our church, we do um, this this thing as a church. It's 10.02 prayer. So it is right now 10.02 a.m. and everyone prays together. So 
um, it, we all set our alarms and everything so we'd remember to do it. And then mine just went off <laughs> as, <laughs> well, that's a, as a reminder. Hey, the, and that gives me an idea. Ding. Yeah, good idea, right? See, that one's see, free. I'm, I'm already putting that in the putting that in the file. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, where else can we connect with you? Uh, well, those are the two places you'll find me the most. Um, I do have a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, my church's Facebook is at SUMC Jacks, and that we we're also on Twitter and Instagram. I'm really trying this year. Uh, the church's Instagram is really my that's my heart. Like yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it over there. And so I'm really hoping this year to do some really great things with um, that account. So I would love for people to check us out over there. Um, and then my personal Facebook is Jeanette Danson Yates. But I think if you Google Jeanette, or if you search Jeanette Yates, it'll be there too. So, okay. Um, but I use my maiden name. So all my high school peeps can find me. <laughs> yeah. I, it, man, that's, <laughs> I love We're that about Facebook for that reason. <laughs> <clears throat> I love that about the internet right now is just, yeah. there's connect. You know, it's funny, quick story, and then we got to wrap up. But um, my, uh, I went to this new church that I'm working at and ended up posting something about it on my Facebook page. And somebody I was friends with in fifth grade at a school I I left mm-hmm. was like, hey, I go to that church. I'm like, oh, that's cool. no way. So we connected. We're in the same ABF, uh, Adult Bible Fellowship. And I just hadn't seen him yet because they volunteer in the kids ministry. And we're like, we just keep missing each other. And I'm like, no way. So we had lunch. It was really cool. So yeah. power of the power of the internets. Yep. So, yeah. well, Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a really great conversation. I think a necessary one for church communicators and pastors alike that we could learn to focus on how powerful networking is and, and learn to grasp and harness that. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And, you know, I really feel like my spiritual gift is uh, encouragement and cheerleading. And so if you're a church communicator and you just really need some encouragement, obviously we I would love to meet you on one of the forums, the church communication forums, but also just feel free to tweet at me and I will cheer you on because we're in this together. So awesome. thanks for letting me come on, Seth. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, guys, if you want the show notes for this episode, you can go to sethmuse.com slash 29. We're on episode 29 of this episode uh, of this podcast. And uh, so sethmuse.com slash 29 is where you can find all these links. I'll put them out. And uh, thank you guys for listening so much. I'm honored that you would pay attention. So have a great day and we'll see you next time. See you.